to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Now here again is Matt Mosley. Well, it's Matt Mosley, and it's Nikki Collin. I mean, the Nikki Collin show has broken out here in early June, and Nikki, uh, it is exciting to visit with you. I, you know, I've loved all the transfers, like the off-season news, and I like the field trip that's happening tomorrow night. How are you? I mean, have you had any downtime? I mean, I guess with the portal, there is no downtime. No, you know, I think I, I think I read an article, or and maybe I didn't read it thoroughly enough, but it was talking about how. They had talked to football coaches about how many seven um, seven day weeks they have, work weeks they have, and all that. And I'm thinking, you know, even when we had like our all staff meeting, um, you know, with the entire department a couple weeks ago, and they're like, "Oh, everybody have a great summer." And I'm thinking to myself, like, man, our our players report back like this week. There is what what is what is summer like? What is actually that feel like um so no not a lot of downtime with with the portal but um i i did feel like we did a good job of of kind of knocking out um most of that pretty early um you know so it wasn't it wasn't a drawn out portal season for us you know we went heavy and hard early and then you know the only player that uh, we brought in a little bit later just because her process was slower was Danae Fritz and so um, you know, those decisions were made, but you still have to get them in school and there's, there's logistics and you're moving kids in and out. And so, um, you know, two of my kids graduated from high school. So I was, what was in and out of Atlanta kind of with grad parties and things like that. But, uh, all in all, um, just excited to have them back on campus. Um, and, and we had our first workouts yesterday and today, weight room yesterday and, and, uh, on the court today. So just, feels really good to have them back well that Danae Fritz that got my attention uh coming out of Iowa State and I know the respect you have for the coach for the Cyclones and, and y'all's longtime association um how, how does something like that work that's always got to be interesting when you respect a program so much and, and then you land a talented player from that program I guess everybody has to kind of feel okay about that situation but first of all what what was it that really grabbed your attention about Danae I mean I kind of remember her playing some really good defense being out there on the perimeter and and you know having some having some pretty good size on the perimeter as I recall yeah I mean Danae um she just has like a toughness and a swagger about her and I and I think one of the words that was really important to our staff as we hit this off season was, was toughness, you know, just kind of, um, there were two things we were looking for toughness and production, you know, like we, we didn't want to guess. Um, I think in this world of, you know, you're going to have regularly, you're going to have McDonald's all Americans that go somewhere and they don't play. Um, and as, as freshmen, and they're going to go into the portal and, and some of them are going to end up being unbelievable players, you know, but it was really important to us with the roster that we had returning um, that we weren't guessing, you know, that we weren't guessing that their games would translate or um, that, that we didn't care if they played mid-major or, um, you know, low major, but we were going to look at everybody as someone that have they, have they been productive? Are they coming in with a, a confidence and in, in who they are and know what they're capable of doing? And I just, 
I think Danae was someone that hit big shots. She hit big shots against us. She hit big shots um, against Texas. She wasn't a player that searched shot a lot. I mean, they had probably enough of that with, with Jones and Donarski and, you know, Emily Ryan kind of navigated their ship all the time. And so I think she kind of got overlooked at times, but she hit huge shots. I think defensively, she was really good against some of the key players in our league, like a Maddie Williams, um, you know, and, and I think she's just got an opportunity to, to really, you know, kind of blossom in terms of, and she probably would have there, you know, I think her role would have significantly increased, um, at Iowa state. And and I do respect bill, but I also think in this day and age of the portal, um, you, you may respect somebody if they, if they've got a player that wants to leave that you think can help your program, um, you know, friendships aside, we'll, we'll still be friends. Um, but you, but you're not going to avoid, you know, it's not like dating and dating your friend's ex, you know, like it's, you know, we, we, we have to kind of, um, really evaluate like how they fit. And I, I just think, just like the other kids we signed on the portal, like she just, she really fit, you know, culturally and, and, you know, system wise, what, what we like to do. And then, uh, Yaya comes in, Yaya Felder, uh, that, that, that got everybody's attention out of, uh, Ohio, big time scorer. Um, what, what did you, and you kind of tried to, uh, extrapolate and, and project, you know, how she would look in the big 12, what stood out about her game, other than the fact she scores a ton? Uh, I, I looked at the you know the rankings after the season or the accolades that went out, and, and it was like, wait, how is this person second team? Uh, I mean, the, the MAC is is the MAC the greatest conference, and I didn't realize that. But I mean, she put up uh, yeah, in, yeah. I think I think it had a lot to do really with um, you know, oh, you just wasn't very good this year you know like they've been good they've 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 been um you know bob's done a good job um at ou but they just they were down this year and Mm. sometimes i think that's what happens when you when you kind of are in that situation and you're a coach or you're a media person I, i you know but you're you're voting and you're looking at you know okay this kid averaged 16 and and eight um, but she was on the second place team versus someone that averaged 20 points and, and they were on the 12th place team. So I, I just think it, it went a little bit against her that, you know, her team wasn't, wasn't necessarily as successful, um, you know, but, I, but I think she's a player that put numbers up, not just against the Mac, but, you know, she, she put numbers up, um, on Kentucky and other power fives over the course of her career. And I think she had to grow and do a lot for that team. You know, the, if there's a red flag on her when you look at her statistically, she turned it over too much. But I think a lot of times that happens when you're trying to do too much, when your team needs you to be, um, you know, really, really good for them to be competitive. And, you know, I just feel like she's, she's someone who can make the right plays and, and will, you know, I mean, that's something that we're certainly going to have to teach her to some degree. Um, because she's capable of going and getting her own, but I think she becomes a great player, a truly great player all the way around when when she uses her ability to to make threes to go off the bounce but but to be a facilitator as well, you know like i don't she's had to play some point in in her career, but she's she's really more of a a two guard all right, and then going into uh Kentucky again did uh did, did Dre help out in that? What, it, it's it's interesting when you go back to back years with a certain program. Obviously, 
they've got some extremely talented players. Um, what was it, you know, what was it uh, about uh, Jada that, uh, that, that really uh, uh, sent you that direction? You know, she was a really good player coming out of high school. And, you know, the sophomore class um, this year um, was a class that was probably the most impacted by COVID in terms of the, the schools that they chose. Um, you know, and Danae was in the same situation, even though she's a redshirt freshman, you know, she was coming out of high school the same year as Yaya, as Jada. And, you know, they, they didn't get to go on college visits. So if they hadn't been on unofficial visits, you know, kind of before COVID, they, um, you know, and so I think Jada, um, some of her decision was, was a little, not guesswork. I think she'd built up a relationship with them, but um, you know, she, she played really well in big moments, you know, and I think they're for a kid to come in and ab- average double figures her freshman year when she's playing with Ryan Howard, who's the number one pick in the draft and, and Dre and, and the roster that they had, um, and to continue to develop this year, um, and be a good player, even though the team struggled significantly without Howard and, and treasure and, um, Dre and you know I just I just think she competes she's someone that competes on every possession um, she's someone when I talk to on the phone she's like here's where I think I'm good here's where I think I need to be better and you know her mom's been a head coach at the collegiate level and is an assistant currently and her dad's trained and so this comes from kind of this this um, cloth of of wanting to be great um, and and being around the game all the time and so um, I just I like when when players are capable of saying like here's where I'm good and here's where I need to grow um, and, and and not just saying it but like really wanting it like these are kids that have been you know only on campus for a little over a week some of them or a little under a week for others and you know the number of shots the number of times I've seen them in the gym like they they really want to be good they really want to prove that they they belong at Baylor. Nikki Collins joined the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. You're going to go see Brittany Griner play for the uh, Mercury versus the Wings that has the Kalani Brown on it. That's going to be a neat trip for your coaches and players, uh, your, you know, everyone involved. What, um, how long have you been planning this, and is it ever since the – the schedule came out, and you knew Brittany would be making her way, um, you know, to the Metroplex. What was, uh, why was it important to you to to organize this uh, this really cool field trip? Yeah, I think um, yes. Um, this has been in the works since the schedule came out. Um, obviously, it's it's awesome because all our play, you know, had it been um, one of their openers, and and our players were gone in May, um, the little bit that they weren't here, you know, we wouldn't have been able to have this impact. But I, I think the, you know, it's just really important to me that we connect the dots, you know, I mean, all of our players obviously know who Brittany Griner is. Um, and, and to make that, that first touch point, you know, with, with her, um, you know, I, I was lucky enough, you know, to have built a relationship with, with BG's agent. Um, and so have had conversations with her, um, the COO of, of the Wings is Amber Cox, who was in a similar position with the Connecticut Sun um, when I was there. So there were just kind of all these pieces that um, were really able to come together to say, like, how can we make this special? How can we encourage Baylor fans to support her and be there? 
Um, you know, and when and when Kalani signed a, a rest of season contract with them um, last week, that make made it even more special to be able to support both of them um, because that matters to me. You know, I, I don't it's I don't shy away from the fact that like you know I've said since I've been here that if I've got a player that gets drafted, if I have a player in a camp, uh, we're gonna go see him. We're gonna go support him. You know, and and whether it was going in watching Jordan Lewis a couple days in training camp in Connecticut last year, going and watching Caitlin Bickle this year. Um, like, I just think it's really important for the grassroots effort of women's basketball that, that we're constantly connecting the dots between um, the grassroots AAU to the college, to the pro game, and, and really getting people to start talking about, hey, Yaya Felder plays like Raquana Williams, you know, that we're really understanding what the comparisons are and we're teaching our young people that we don't have to be talking about it like they're like Steph Curry, you know, no, they're they're like Alyssa Thomas, they're like Candace Parker. So, you know, I think as much as we can connect the dots, it's it's great then it, and then much more deeply felt is, you know, being able to honor BG and what she means to Baylor and and her coming back to Texas and playing and you know, what an amazing story that, you know, she was away from the pros for over 500 days, um, you know, and to watch her play that opening game at LA and have her be so productive um, is, is an incredible testimony, you know, to, to who she is and what she's done. And, and look, controversy aside, like she's, she's one of us and, you know, it's just really important that, that we support her. What did you learn coaching against Brittany? What what was it? Did you uh, about her game, other than just being you know a brilliant uh, player? How did she? How has she evolved since she left Baylor and, and ended up the WNBA? What about her game has changed? And how difficult was it to prepare for a player like Brittany? You know, I think if you look back at BG, and we we certainly all watched her when she was here um you know and and I was a collegiate coach when when Brittany played here I was uh, an assistant at Arkansas and and I think you know her biggest growth in the league has been the 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 WNBA is a is a pick and roll league you know and and she wasn't a player that played in a pick and roll system you know when she was here and so um you know I'll 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 tell you guys a, an interesting story so I was a defensive coordinator my second year um in Connecticut uh, as an assistant and we had played and beaten um, Phoenix in I want to say it was like early August and we'd singled her the whole game, you know, and you really have to teach your players. Like she's so good turning over her right shoulder and she leads with her elbow and it's so easy for her to pick up fouls just because she's so much taller. And when you slide with her, you almost have to slide your arms back, you know, because even though she creates the contact, the verticality, you know, you, you tend to foul her a lot. You know, so so you have these like different drills you're doing with your post players um, relative to like that turn and how she does that. And she's not incapable of going left shoulder as well. But like that was the most difficult thing to guard because of how she turns into you and how she leads um, that way. Um, and so we had we had beaten them and she'd even dunked on us. You know, I just remember thinking, wow, like she just rolled and, and dunked on us, you know, but we won the game. So it seemed like less, you know, that. That was a first for me, like just being <laughs> coaching in a game where, you know, you just kind of turn around and you just went, I'm the defensive coordinator. I'm like, oh, we just got dunked on. And it was like, okay. And I remember, I remember Kurt Miller at the time goes, yeah, it's just two points. 
you know, like it, I'm like, okay, you're right. Um, but we played them like, I want to say maybe three weeks later and we were in film session. We were talking about, okay, when we hit the practice court today, we're going to, we're going to work on Dublin BG. And I remember Alyssa Thomas, who's, you know, been all defensive team and the WNBA multiple times. And it, you know, it's just like, was like really challenging of me in that moment. And, you know, it's like, this is, this is something that college kids don't typically do. Like they don't, they haven't been playing long enough to, to, to challenge a coach in a film session, you know? And, and I remember it being like, all right, here I am in this league. And, and, you know, I remember saying to AT, like, look, like, I don't care that you challenge me. We just got to, we got to make sure it's the right way. But the reality is like, she's like, why are we doubling her? We just beat them three weeks ago and we, we singled her up. And I said, well, you know, this is what you don't understand. In the last three weeks, like when we played them the last time, they were averaging throwing her the ball 15 times a game. We can single her for 15 times, you know, over their last six games, they're getting her 32 touches a game. We cannot, we cannot single her 32 times. We'll get beat, you know? So it doesn't mean we're going to double her on every touch, but if we don't work on it, we're not going to be good at it when we go to do it. And it's something I think you can be great at, you know? And so you, you always had to have like multiple, where are we going to bring the help from, you know, where is it going to impact us the most? What are we willing to give up if we double her? Um, because I'm telling you, it's a league that as much as you can single, you single like in college, it's, it's, it's a lot easier to double team players. There's usually a weak, a weak link out there somewhere. And if you can teach your team really, really well, who to guard and who, who to let them throw it to, you're okay. You know, but in their, their really good years, like, you know, that they're going to, they're going to surround you with Penny Taylor and Diana Taurasi. And it's going to be like, somebody's going to end up open if you double her. So um, I think that's the thing about her, her impact. You know, you're always trying to get her away from the rim because she's such a good rim protector. So, you know, if you can play a pick and pop post and you get her in those situations, that was like your only hope um, because she did rim protect so well. And and you tried to run her, you know, like that was that was the big thing. Like get her tired, run her, try to get her to guard at the arc and, uh, you know, mix up your coverages on her and don't foul her. You know, she's always been a good foul shooter and you just, you're not going to block her shot. So, you know, really, really being intentional. So I know that was a long answer, but, but she's just, mm -hmm. she's just different. You know, there have been very few players um, that are like her, that are as skilled as her, that, you know, like it, it's, I always say, and this is no um, knock on anyone who's coached her at the pro level or otherwise, but, you know, like I watch her in warmups. If you watch BG in warmups, she strokes threes, like, so easily and she's taken like two threes in her entire pro career um you know like she can really shoot it and you'd see her doing her development work you know like how pros warm up is it's a little different than than college kids because it tend, tends to be more individual and timed and and like I'm thinking to myself man I'd be running pick and pop plays for this kid like Barry threes um you know, but uh, a lot of people don't think that way. Like, cause you're six, nine, like go, go dunk on people. Uh, but she's really, really skilled. And I don't think everyone understands and fans understand just how skilled she is really away from the basket. Man, I mean, I, I'm now envisioning her as like a 35% three point shooter. That would be pretty amazing. Will your players and coaches get to uh, have an audience with Brittany at all tomorrow night or is that yet to be seen 
I think we're kind of working through some of the logistics that way, but yes, I mean, obviously I think, um, you know, BG knows we're coming. I've been in touch with, with her agent. Um, you know, BG has to move and shake a little differently than a lot of people, you know, and, and security matters. And so hopefully, um, they don't view us as a security threat. Um, <laughs> you know, and, uh, you know, and, and so that we get a little time with her and, and quite frankly, a little time with Kalani. I haven't, actually seen Kalani in a couple of years. We, we text back and forth. I was super excited for her. Um, you know, I traded for Kalani uh, when, when I was with the dream. And so like, I've just always thought she had the ability to be a really good pro as well. So excited for her to kind of, to get herself back in shape and prepare herself for this moment. And, you know, whether it's because of a hardship or whatever, um, you know, like when you get an opportunity, it's about seizing it at that level. Few people get it. And so I'm really excited, you know, like it was, it was fun to watch, you know, her first game back. And then, you know, she hasn't been as impactful, but you know, it's one thing, one day you're, you're hanging out with your family at the pool and the next day you're back on a WNBA roster and you're getting considerable minutes. And so it's, you know, you, you, that's, that's a, not an easy thing, you know, to make that transition. You know, it's, you know, the people always say stay ready so you don't have to get ready, but you know, that's, that's easy and very cliche ish and, and a lot harder to do. Well, y'all have a great time and it's really neat that you're doing it. And I think a lot of Baylor people will hopefully come out and support Brittany and get to see her in person and express your appreciation. Uh, so grateful she has returned home and playing again. And, and like you said, being a great contributor, uh, she's a star in the league and we needed her back. And so it's, uh, it's great all the way around. Really appreciate you taking the time today. You got it. All right. There she goes. Nikki Collin, the coach Baylor women's basketball as they get ready to go see Brittany and the Phoenix Mercury take on those dreaded Dallas wings. And uh, Kalani Brown, of course, we were just talking about former Baylor great who helped the Bears win a national title. Uh, it's Matt Mosley's show, ESPN Central Texas.